Welcome to the podcast. Me and Adam are in uh, Japan today. We're in Tokyo. It's such <laughs> it's very it's such a strange place. Yeah. Tokyo, we're in Tokyo. We've been in Kyoto as well. Uh it's very beautiful, isn't it? It's it's beautiful. Yeah. They have, you know, taste when it comes to art and things like that. Yes, there's just an underlying uh, strange perversion. Yeah, especially in Tokyo, isn't it? Like we went into the area with all the cartoons. I forgot what it's called. You remember what it's called? The anime section, I don't know, but that didn't exist in Kyoto, only in yes. Tokyo. Yeah. yeah, and it's, uh, I have to say, it's the most uncomfortable I've been in a long time walking through an area of town with the... Uh, Makes you the, want to shower. It's, it's pretty bad, yeah. Like, it's uh, the open, I mean, I've never liked anime anyway, per se, as a, as a pastime for people. I don't think it's a healthy thing for them to watch. But after being in Japan and seeing the, the epicenter of anime culture, I'm actually disgusted by it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Makes you want to shower. Yes. Yeah. But other than that, Japan's been fine. <laughs> other than that, it's been good. We were hit with uh, envy, I think, at the uh, martial arts school in Kyoto. Oh, that was amazing. Kyoto. Mm. If you've never been there, basically they have a... Budo center like a, a large martial arts school that, how big was it it's pretty it, huge it was huge it took us a long time to walk around it yeah that's right we, we weren't invited in we had to walk around the perimeter of this uh, martial arts school and the facilities that they have for sumo and karate and and kudo and everything is is far beyond what you get in the the Chinese martial arts usually and very stylish which is also not what you get in the Chinese martial arts. No, that's true. There was no skanky sports gym with a no. bright red carpet to do wushu on or anything, was it? Almost it looks a... like a Zen temple or something with nice gardens and beautiful architecture, subdued colors, not yeah. gaudy. Very, very nice, yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was saying to Adam uh, that one of the hardest things for me, you, I mean, you were always in the Chinese arts, right? Uh, yeah. External gone food, internal gone food, whatever. But uh, coming from the Japanese arts to the Chinese arts, one of the hardest things was the the quality of the paraphernalia. You know what I mean? Like the weapon. You went from a katana, highly polished, to the foil. Eido swords, to yeah, <laughs> to the wushu swords and everything. And uh, it, being in Japan now, first time in many many years, has reminded me just how much high how much care they put into the, the martial arts and all the stuff around it. The it's kendo the entire culture is that. Like, you know, we live in Southeast Asia where everything's broken all the time. I didn't see one broken thing the entire time. No. Everything runs perfectly. Every tap, you know, off is off, not a drop coming out. Everything works perfectly. I hated it. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not for me, actually. But you have to give it to them for what it is. Mm. They definitely care. Apply yeah. attention to to everything, including making the swords and the, the martial arts tools and stuff. Mm. Not like the Chinese ones. <laughs> no, it's an odd. There's a there's a conflict there, isn't there? Like the country is very beautiful, everything works, everything's very efficient. Yet, actually, Southeast Asia, that's complete chaos. Is... Well, there's more for me. It's my preference. There's more life. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The spark of life is strong in in Southeast Asia. I've never been in a country where everyone feels so lonely. Well, they all year. work, as far as I can tell, everyone works all the time in a little cubicle. And, you know, it's been weird, right? We go and eat somewhere and there's no sound. Even 
some of the days you'd walk along the street in a city and there were no voices, nobody's talking, no interaction. Well, there's our loud, obnoxious voices in the restaurant. Well, there was only us, and on the trains, only us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a loneliness for sure there. Which I would imagine, if you are a very Zen person, to use it in a colloquial sense, could actually kind of suit you a little bit. But as a for but, a non-practitioner, and generally, human beings are social animals. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, it, it, Japan was epitomized for me. I think oh, we always focusing on the negative. It's a very beautiful country. Apologize to any Japanese people listening. It's a very, very beautiful country and many things I really like. But it was epitomized for me when we were sat in the breakfast place and there was a a man sort of <laughs> with his head just on his hands. Just, yeah, he just looked like he was in a really sorry state. Only a young guy. He looked like he had burnout, which you shouldn't have burnout in your early 20s. No. I wouldn't have thought. I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, high pressure society. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, strange place. Yeah, like a alien, uh, alien planet. It's definitely very unique. Uh-huh. And uh, we wanted to talk about a couple of things. Uh, I put this image in this uh, podcast, podcast, or and one of the things was uh, we were discussing some of the concepts in in Japanese martial arts a little bit. One of them being. Uh, a writing by a man named Gichin Funakoshi, which if you're not familiar with who that is, he was an Okinawan fella who is known as the sort of uh, the founder of the modern karate systems, which there's a bit of politics around that, but the founder of modern karate, and he was a, a great writer, and one of his phrases that he wrote is the uh, Zen and the fist are one. Okay, uh, Kenzanichi Ru is just four characters, and it's often, I remember, above the dojos, that I used to go into, the karate dojos would often have it uh, written above it, and it's a piece of calligraphy you can you see around quite often. So this idea of uh, fist or chuan, same in Taiji Chuan, and, and Zen being one, I thought I would allow Adam to explore a little bit and see what he made of that concept. Well, I think that's the, at least for me, in my experience, is the primary concept sort of the essential pithy point of practicing martial arts and I think it's misunderstood by people like we talked about like maybe they practice chan they practice meditation to get better at punching people in the face I think that's not what it means that would be a reversal of the message it should be that you attain chan then through you know through your movement practice through your martial arts whatever it is through the the vehicle of the martial art yeah. itself, which is not martial art, it's cultivation. Sure, through martial arts, but not practicing to go and beat others up or cut them in half with a sword or anything. Sure, uh, we were using the example of uh, jumping away from karate of iaido, the the art of uh, drawing the sword and drawing the uh, cut. And usually, it's a solo art. Solo art, yeah. Yes, solo art. It's one of the one of the qualities of Iaido. If you're not familiar with it, it's a, a, an art I practiced when I was younger, which is based on a series of kata, which I guess most people watching is probably Chinese martial yeah, arts. Everyone knows that. I guess. Similar to a form. Well, there was one Australian teacher that did <laughs> Chinese katas. Yeah. So short katas, which are short sequences of movements, like forms, but like three to four moves only, and it's always the same. Sword in uh, sword is drawn, cut, clean the blade uh, by flicking the blood off, and then return the blade to the to sheath. A very very small sequence, 
but always practiced on its own. And and the Aido, not a, not a partner, not like kendo or anything like this. Because you're supposed to absorb into it. Yes. Um, I was reading or, or watching, we were chatting about it this morning over breakfast, about the discussions going on in the Iaido world, from what I can see, that are almost similar to the Taiji yeah, yeah. discussions in many way about... Test it, test it. Yeah, pressure testing, <laughs> as in it's not really Iaido unless you go out and fight a man to the death. Which is I the suppose. opposite of what the art is. Mm. Yeah. How would you, what do you think would be the, uh, you know, as both of us are kind of outsiders to Iaido this day, but I yeah. wonder what your, your take on that as a, as a solo practice with cutting with a sword. Well, I haven't practiced it, but I mean, it's attractive to me. That's how I practice Tai Chi. Sure. Like almost never push hands. People always think, some, think I'm a push hands guy, but the fact is I, most of the times I push hands is on camera. <laughs> right, sure. Because at a workshop or something like that. In my solo training, it's all, like in my daily training, it's all solo. Even if I'm with people that I train with, we just happen to be in the same space together training solo. Sure, okay. Because it's, it's the absorption, the, the emptiness, the jongding within, the silence within that you're cultivating mainly. So, you know, the idea of pressure testing that is it's beside the point, I'd say. So is it more like for you to say the the twice the pushing hands is every now and then to kind of see how the solo practice is developing? It's just an expression I mean. of what you're developing. Yeah, it's not you're not developing that. Sure. It changes because you get a deeper that the charm the Zen gets deeper. Sure. That's I think that's it. This is why I, I've seen you write several times that when people ask. Uh, I think it's fair to say, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen people ask you about like, what's the secret drill or what's the secret mm. method? Is mm. it the Yang Shao Hao, the Yang Ban Hao, the Yang Bing Bang yeah. method, whatever it is? Or, it's Mong Jim. Meditation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, your, it's meditation is what you always say. Absolutely, 100%. I've always said that and I don't think that will ever change. Yeah. Because of the attaining of the condition of well, Chan, yeah, like Jhana in the middle of that, I, yeah, I mean, I think because of the extreme stillness and equanimity that can be attained within, yes, within the center of the mobilization of chi, and without the quality of, of absorption of mind to a much lesser degree, you can't access the chi anyway. I don't think you can do any internal work without some meditative quality. It doesn't have to go as far as what I would call Chan, right? Sure, yeah. But uh, you need at least some even to access anything beyond the physical or the mind. So you're talking at least a baseline of absorption or, or high-level stabilized concentration at the minimum? Yeah, minimum is the stable mind that can absorb in, into the body. Sure, okay. Minimum, which is not the, the Chan, it's one with the fist or whatever. Sure. But it's a start. Okay. But then who can do that without meditation, right? Not many. You can get it without meditation, but it's harder. You need to find that thing and then, you know, if you can't do it sitting still, it's going to be tough doing it moving around. Mm. That's where the, the strength of the Ido comes simple in, I guess. Simple movement over and over. Right? Very, very simple. Yeah. And, and also, very beautiful arcs. Or, you know, like mm. the, the actual beauty of the cleanness of the cut and everything is makes it much nicer to absorb into in, in a way um, which is a maybe something I think sometimes people under appreciate that the quality of the movement itself almost has to be 
interesting enough for you to absorb into, if you know what I mean, appealing enough for the absorption to take place. It would definitely help. It's easier to absorb into something beautiful. Right? Yes. When I teach meditation, I always uh, encourage the students to make their inner being beautiful through uh, sila, right? So that your conduct is good enough that you are happy to be inside. Like sure. if you do kindness and stuff all the time, it's easy to rest inside. But if you're a total ass, of course, it's repulsive to rest inside. So the mind gets pushed out of your your inner being all the time. But if it's beautiful in there, if it's healthy, if it's energized, if you do kind deeds, if you feel basically good, it's easy to absorb. So I guess the same thing would happen with the movement too. And are you, are you tempted by the Japanese way, which is to uh, slice your opponent's throat open with a four-foot razor blade and then do some origami and flower arranging directly <laughs> afterwards? It would be an interesting test on the steady hand, and that didn't affect me at all. I have perfect equanimity, or is it... Uh... Am I just a sociopath? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the beautiful contradiction, isn't it, in the Japanese art of that killing or being prepared to kill, being prepared to die, actually, I suppose, more to the point with that kind of battlefield yeah, yeah. existence, and then arranging some peonies or something or, or, or folding some paper afterwards is, is quite uh, profound. And I think in some ways uh, a model or, or a, a demonstration, really, of the kind of idea of what we're talking about with Chuan in, in general, like in the Chinese art, something that's missed. Do you get what I mean? Like the contrast between those two mindsets and how they come together is, I think, is applicable to the Chinese arts as well. Of that course. Sort of no, it's all cultivation has to have that. Zen and the fist are one. Yeah, but it's, it's quite lost. Yes. Or not so common. Uh, when I first sort of got Tai Chi, um, it came from just doing the opening movement. Sure. I only did the opening movement for many, many months, nothing else. And for a lot of time, every day, over and over and over, not blind repetition, absorbing into the single thing. Treating it like your meditation, essentially? I still did seated meditation. But yeah, it was a meditation for sure. Or at least the quality that I found in seated meditation was I could carry it into that simple movement. Sure. Okay. I don't think I could carry it into the form because my legs had hurt and... You know, I forget forms and stuff like that. <laughs> sure. what, what comes next? <laughs> but one movement, you know, and you get the quality of that, the meditative state in movement whilst mm. mobilizing chi, and you know, that's yes. I think that's sort of the key. Yeah, similar to the strength. I think with uh, one of the beauties of qigong sometimes is because it's one more simple movement, over repeated and over, over yeah. and over and over and over. Yeah. And that sometimes people move away from it too quick. They're like, oh, five repetitions, move on, or something. Or, mm. But should be done for a long time. Mm. See, this, it's something that I've debated with people before. I'm, I'm sure you've seen it yourself where people will make a distinction between, for example, Taiji or Taiji Chuan, <laughs> as in Taiji yeah. without fist on the end yeah, and yeah, Taiji yeah. Chuan with a fist on well, the end. Yeah. As Taiji if, Chan. Taiji, That's really yeah. what it should mean when they say Chuan. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know that their distinction usually means. Combat Tai Chi. Totally. It's real if it's got Chuan on the end. And there's sure. almost like an apologist nature. If you write something about philosophy or something, they'll say, oh, it's okay, because that's Tai Chi. You're not a, you're not a Chuan like I am. Yes. Yeah. So, what would be the implication for you for the term? Chuan? Chuan. Yeah. Chan. Chan. Yeah. Okay. So, you would. You're, Taiji Chuan. Well, well, if they're one, yes, then you can just use the other word, or not even need to change the word and understand the actual meaning. Mm. 
So I, I think of it like this, like Chuan obviously means a boxing style as well, it does refer to that. Yeah. And I, I think that there was a, a obviously a historical development that took place at some point in time. I'm not a historian, I'm not good at all that shit, but where a lot of the fighting styles pass through the filter of Buddhism and the Shaolin Temple, right? Yeah. And I think at that stage what happens when they pass through that filter, that's when the Hold on, Chan I can, aspect, I can use this for more. Yeah, yeah. Which, exactly. you know, you're, you've been working as a martial artist for a time, you get older, like it's, you're on the decline, there's mortality is dawning upon you. And if you have any kind of depth of person, then hopefully you reflect about going deeper in life and not just, I'm going to keep behaving like a young man. Sure, yes. Mortality should make people think of the spirit, right? And usually doesn't dawn on people till around 40 or something, which is also when the physicality starts to go down, especially if you've been punching on your whole life. What are you on about? Not at all. For others. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the way up. For yeah. them down there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that kind of thing mm. would happen. Yeah, it, it, I don't see how it couldn't, and for a sensible, high-minded person anyway. And I think that uh, being out here, I, I, I think sometimes people... Either they've not been to Asia, and I'm not. I'm not saying everybody needs to go to Asia to learn. No, no, definitely not. But absolutely not. But at the same time, if you haven't been here to Asia and been in a more traditional part of it, because of course you can go to modern Asia. You can go to Pattaya. It's not a particularly traditional no. part of Thailand, no. for example, it's, it's or rotten. Bangkok, or something. But if you go to a, a a traditional part of Asia, you can still feel like maybe not Tokyo, but Kyoto. You could feel very much that there's still that idea that culture pervading all of the people here that they would all automatically accept that there is something higher than yeah than the physical or the yeah. the, the, the clumsy whatever you want to call it yeah, yeah. and I, I do think that as when i was growing up before i'd been to asia you came earlier because you pretty much grew up in thailand didn't you after a certain uh, age and i was no i mean i was probably 18 oh right oh he's still a few years before me right. yeah i was sort of uh early 20s really early so I, so I came over and even though I kind of knew that concept from training in the UK and training Japanese arts and training in Europe and things it wasn't uh, till I was sort of surrounded by that I, I actually realized just how much it pervades mm. everyone's mindset so and the reason life yeah so that contradiction of the fist or boxing and Zen being one is not a contradiction for them yeah I mean that's uh it's you know that like the sport mentality of martial arts in the West doesn't help. No. Because, it, I mean, if you had to divide them, even it would be the sp forgetting about the killing martial yeah. art. There's really the martial art as path and martial art as sport. Sure. And yeah. then there's the delusional self-defense guys, but forgetting about that. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's delusional about the self-defense guy? Oh, you know, like the guy's going to jump out and stick me with a knife and I'm ready and look how they are. You know how they are. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I was I was telling Adam the other day that uh, there was a Facebook group, and I, I like to read the Facebook groups over breakfast. I don't know why, like morbid curiosity more than anything else. And, because uh, amusement is good. <laughs> why am I doing this to myself? But I, there was somebody asked uh, something along the lines of, in a Tai Chi group, it was in a Tai Chi group, 
so who here has used their martial art to defend themselves? And it was like a life or death situation or something. And the, the, the thread was huge. Yesterday, yeah. I defended myself against three hoodlums with knives. It was that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It was a lot That's of what people. I mean by the delusional self-defense thing. Yeah. It's, either, it's just fantasy yeah. uh, for the vast majority of people, yes. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been nice being here in this culture. And I, I almost... I'm close to fully having my love of the Japanese martial arts rekindled to the point that I wish to engage with them yes. again. And, and then part of my brain goes, that's big. Yeah, and how many Slog. things? There's a lot. There's a lot to do. I mean, it's that. There's a, there's a bunch. Yeah. Uh, right. So the, uh, the other thing I want to do is draw out some, uh, some of the things we, you, you talk about or we've been talking about recently, especially because I'm sure most people notice you're a little bit less uh, wordy than I am. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> a, little bit more, a little bit more succinct. So sometimes you write things and uh, or you talk about things and we discuss things and, and I'd like to tease that out of you a little bit mm -hmm. more because I don't think everyone gets it. So we were talking about push hands. And, uh, oh, no, that's not true. It not just push hands. It's sort of internal arts in general mm -hmm. and, and how they work. And you made a really clear distinction between three different ways of delivering power, would I say, or developing power? Sure. Something like that. And I thought it was quite nice, actually. And it was only when you mentioned it, I realized, yeah, that's very, very true, is that you can distinguish what people call internal force, excluding the people who don't believe in it, of course. But you can... Divide the internal force into three different levels. One would be a sort of physical fascia-based, you're talking yeah, about, yeah. soft tissue, fascia-based, stretching kind of stuff, internal force. Second one being chi. Yeah. Should stop there with that definition. And third one being uh, mind tricks. Yeah. Maybe you would say. Not even, not as, I mean, tricks has a negative sort of intention, okay. but yeah, mind. So maybe maybe you could explore those three. What you, uh, how you define those? Okay, so the physical one yeah. I would define as developing the ability to access the silk inside the body is what I call it, the fascia. Okay. Yeah. So in my opinion, when we talk about pulling silk, we're talking about that aspect of the training. Okay. The physical fascial network, stretching, unstretching, winding, doing all the stuff. That stuff it does. that pulls and creates resistance inside yeah. your body when creates you move and stuff. Physical differentials through the membranes. Okay. Yeah. So somewhere in the classics they say, you know, the internal force uses the membranes, that kind of idea. Sure. Like Yijin Jing methods. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's still the physical part of internal. And I think I'm not saying that, that it's physical as in a it's not internal, it's just the physical part of the internal. But you're clearly distinguishing it between that and sort of muscular contraction and leverage. Not muscular contraction and leverage around the bones. Right. It is the webbing, the fascial, some people call it the wetsuit, things yeah. like that. Moving inside okay, yeah, and making a very specific kind of power. Now, most people, hardly anyone does that, but people that have any internal, there's a school that does that and develop that and think that that's it. That's where I started. I think, with, I think uh, that's a very important part. kind of stuff. Yeah, and it can go a lot further than rebounding. Sure. But I think it's a very important part. And I think that the other aspects should also have that. Right, sure. Maybe yeah. it's foundational or something like that. So opening the body and all that is so you can develop that. Okay, yes. Now, that's a big chunk of the what we call the internal people that actually can do stuff. <laughs> So, so the 
yeah, a so high percentage of the if, if there's this many people think they're doing internal outs and this many that can do something sure right yep most of them are doing that sure yes. yeah and then the next biggest chunk which is almost everyone else is has developed some kind of mind skill right okay yep. so they can this is one that's probably hardest for people to understand, I think, when we were chatting about it. Yeah, it's difficult to explain what it is because you need mind skill to perceive it. Go for it. You're on the spot. Do your best. <laughs> well, they have some kind of meditative skill. Maybe they don't have the jhanas or chan, but they can make a frequency of mind that, and use intention and subtle sort of concept to affect the mind energy. Of themselves and the opponent, right? The partner. Okay. Yes, and it, it it certainly works at a certain strata of resistance. Yes, yeah. I think that's quite important, isn't it? Within a certain, uh, not even compliance, but a framework where the conditions have to be right yeah. between both. People, I mean, it would right? be pretty hard to do when somebody's trying to hit you with a baseball bat. Yeah, very difficult. Yeah. But the the silk, the fascial thing, will work just fine against the guy with the baseball bat. Sure, if you're good enough at it, yeah, and you can make it tensile enough. Yeah, enough. it's yeah. it's you know you don't need to be in like a special. So the mind, step. the mind stuff, uh, is it, maybe similar to what I've seen in some of like, not uh, it's going to sound like I'm being negative in some of the like the systema lines that are yes, they, some they, of the their their um, empty forcey stuff is that yes, and yeah. most of the so-called tai chi masters that we've seen video of and everything that have like. Woo woo skill is that also mind tricks based stuff? Yeah, mind, uh, mind tricks. Stuff. I shouldn't say yeah, tricks. Wait, you know what I mean? It's it's my the chi of the mind is how I like to describe it. Yeah, when you energy mind energy when you're captured by it, uh, the the feeling of it is like the intent is led. It's like you can almost physically feel your intent being captured, and then your nerves are reacting to yeah. what's being done by the other person's intent, right? Yeah, like that. Okay, and yeah, yeah maybe they make their intent is. Even an empty one of non-intent, but yeah, it's still sure. affecting you through the mind-nervous system connection. Sure, definitely. Okay. okay, so that's let's say the first one is sixty percent of people that are good, and then that's thirty percent, and maybe there's ten percent of the last category, which is people that actually cultivate chi, the substance. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is super rare, as far as I can tell. And you refer to it as a substance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, like um. It's funny, when, when I first heard about chi, read about chi, you know, got into the arts, it was definitely a substance. Like the, the sort of beginner's books when you don't yeah. really know much about it. Yep. Yeah. And then you gradually get educated, indoctrinated to sure. that, oh, it's a process, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, it's, you know, mm -hmm. everything else except a substance. It couldn't possibly be a substance. Yeah, Chinese Otherwise, science would know what it is and they would have found it. Yes. Right? So you get indoctrinated out of that. Mm -hmm. At least that happened to me for some time. And then I realized much more directly through experience, oh yes, it is a substance. So I think it's a substance that uh, is developed and built under certain conditions. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, if you use that for your art, whether it's Qigong or Tai Chi or whatever, that's the sort of third category. So I break it up into these three ways, physical, mental, and proper internal <laughs> Qi. Yes, and it, it's, it's hard. And, and after you said that as well, like uh, I guess I've I've, always, I've been able to distinguish between people doing these different things, and even myself able to use these different methods. But that clear distinction of three is mm. quite nice, actually, and very very 
clear cut. Everything's in trinities all oh, the time. Course. The trinity returns. So they should, I could add a fourth one, just nothing <laughs> internal. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that that distinction is nice. And I, I do see that uh, the distinction between those three is quite it's rare for people to make like i see the the fascia group talking about this is chi mm -hmm. or this well they is... will use the word chi sure all three of them might use the word chi yeah yeah and the mind people definitely believe that the mm -hmm. chi is being used or yeah it's like even if even if it's with a degree of a fajin that has to be broken up even more yeah into these categories it's not so clean as to just say has jin has fajin does no, not no, no. have fajin no, no. Not. i think you can see as well uh, sorry, I've got some drinking water. Uh, I think you can see as well. I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I think often, often the the I won't say tricks. I'm so saying tricks. Mind skill <laughs> level uh, often involves verbal cues. I think yes, not but I, it does. But I would yeah. think that's the crappy version. They don't really have it. If you need to use a verbal cue, you don't have it. Mm -hmm. That would be the counterfeit version. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a fair bit of that, isn't it, where I see people well, most talking. Common, very common. Set, yeah. You see the whole setup and everything, you know. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, the mind people, even the ones that might have a real one, their idea is kind of like, you know, you don't have to build a chi or anything, you just have to find it. Like, it's you already have it, you can act, just get it. That is Because a, there is yeah. no substance, so why would you build it? That is a mindset that I think is problematic, actually, to... If you have people that are going into an internal art and then they're fascinated in understanding the substance of chi, then you have someone that just says, oh, you just have to recognize it or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So obviously my my heart is with the the, the building chi. That's yeah. a large part of what I do, Nagong and mm -hmm. everything as well. But maybe uh, do you have some uh, ideas you could share on, on what is the benefit of the chi method as opposed to the uh, mind level or the or the fascia connection level? Okay. As in, why would yeah. you accumulate why? large volumes of chi? Because that's what everyone always asks. It's a question I never asked. Mm. It was like, this is what the art should do. So it's I way did more it. cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think that what is real mm -hmm. is chi and consciousness. Okay. And what is not real is matter, body, and mind. And you're meaning in this context, real for the art, the real method, what it's no, based upon. I mean, you mean literally the yes. reality of. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. But it would, of course, also for the art. Explain. Go on then. Explore that for us. Explain that, that deeper. Well, that which lasts it can't be so succinct, Adam. That which lasts <laughs> is real. That which doesn't last or is ever changing and sort of in flux mm -hmm. is not real. Okay. Sure. That yeah. which is worth cultivating for something beyond this life cycle versus that which isn't. Mm. Okay, yeah. sure. That's so. What that which is real goes beyond death. That which isn't real doesn't go beyond death. But then the contradiction to that is that if the body is not built to a certain extent, the physical, then you you have to use it. I mean, you know, you have to use your mind too. Mm. They're the tools. They're not the, the substances. It's that idea that you can't uh, move beyond something until it's ready to be moved beyond. It's well, it's... like skip it, skip the body. Yeah. No, you can't, and you have to use it all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. and one that's dysfunctional and not healthy won't build chi and neither will a mind that's not still mm -hmm. so uh, the people i mean to build chi is about mind and body interacting yep. right that's mm -hmm. how you build chi in a very specific way <laughs> so if you just interact mechanically it doesn't work but you know we talk about absorbing into the body and stuff like that yes so even though i'm saying yeah mind and 
See, it's really consciousness absorbing into the body, not mind, not thought, not idea. The very act of thought or idea to me that takes you pulls out. you out. You can't yeah. absorb into it. That's it, right. Yeah, the conversation we were having the other day about like what is inside and what is outside, and even if you're locating the your mind, if if the the location of your mind is inside, as far as you're aware, you're that's where you're localizing it. But you still have a thought frame or yeah. something that's still outside. Yeah. It's like your awareness is in the thought frame rather than inside the body, right? That's the problem with uh, wrong e. Wrong e. Yeah, okay. like intending. Right. Sure. Willing. Yes. Yeah, willing is is a mistake because it's it's outer, or yeah. imagining. Right. It's outer. Even if you're if even if you're doing it inside, you have to be, uh, you know, using being aware, being conscious, not being. Do we? And that's a that's a massive distinction for building chi. So obviously, a lot of people will defend unless you disagree with that. Like no, that's, I think that's that's well, you can't build if you're doing that. Sure, the so, doer. The so this is where jetana is the word I use, a Pali word. What's the, the word? Sorry? It's the doer. Okay. Jetana, doer. It's the willer, the doer. The. It's really what the ego really is. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That, if it's active. It's very difficult to build chi. So this is where the, the debate comes back, which we've discussed before anyway, visualization and, and, and things like this as, yeah. a, as a method, which in meditations often can be really elaborate, visualizing a deity or something like that kind of thing. Yeah, which I don't count as meditation, but yeah, it's seated work. It's mental exercise. Mental development is what I yeah. know it for. Yeah. But then in Tai Chi, visualization is often more on the level of visualizing an opponent or I don't do that at all. visualizing an application or, or yeah, something. Yeah. Isn't I don't it? do that at all in any way. Yeah, completely. I think that is a, I mean, those, those are methods, aren't they, that will directly conflict the actual production or building of Chi? Yes, totally. In a way, in many ways, the mind skill level will prevent the building of Chi as well of course so to even because it is the doer <laughs> completely <laughs> and so, then that's why they think it's just something that you already have because they can't build it so there's no differential between not building and building it because they can't build it because what they're doing stops you from building it and that's where this idea of near enemies comes in it's like you yeah. can have a little success with the mind skill level but absolutely it blocks you from touching the real thing. i always talk about the near enemy it's one mm. of my main things and i think the biggest problem is always that which works yeah, there's there's a process, isn't there? That, yeah, <laughs> that which works. It's like every time you just start to be able to do something, you need to double check that actually is this like one step I've taken that's going to prevent me doing anything yeah. else. And often you have to go, well, I've just achieved something, but I must drop that skill already for something else, for the real thing. If I had to say why the Tai Chi world is so bad. <laughs> In a diplomatic fashion. Yeah, it would be yeah. the near enemy. Sure. Like the people, when I started getting into it, there were certain names that had some skill that I saw. Mm, and yeah. they are the same or maybe worse now than when I started. Yes. Because they become attached to the near enemy. Oh, they get a result. Look, I can bounce him back. Oh, I can do something. I've got it. I know what it is. Sure. I think knowing what it is is a big disaster. And getting attached to things deeply is a big problem. Like they they just can't move on. Sure. And they don't realize they're attached to the near enemy and it's blocking their further development. And I think that happens all over the arts. Mm -hmm. It's a big problem. Yeah, I'm sure it's exactly the same. Well, I, I know it is 
exactly the same in the Japanese arts. I say no, it is. That's not fair. I I, I was involved in the Japanese for a lot arts for a long time prior to the internet being a major thing, and then in the last couple of nights because. I've been interested. Back in Japan, I go. It's like katana. We went to a shop and saw some swords. I bought a Japanese sword. It was, you know, all the excitement's back there. You nearly bought a samurai suit, randomly, but it's it reinvigorated that Japanese interest. So I went and started reading for the first ever time the forums and videos and views on Japanese arts. Right, exactly. They're human problems. It's, it's going to be in anything. Yeah, and it's the same thing. They're having the argument about key versus not key. Yeah, of course identical and even fascia versus not fascia with an arts no. like karate it's as far as i can make out the same debates a universal problem i guess yeah 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 it's, it, it's funny that uh okay so if i take those three levels and and maybe you could disagree with these the physical level the energy and the mind skill mm -hmm. It's like the, the body has to be developed first. So there definitely has to be opening and pulling the silk and, and stretching and engaging the body. For Tai Chi or Qigong and Nengong. Completely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For Qigong and Nengong for sure as well. Yeah. yeah. So that all has to be built. And then uh, many of the skills, not tricks, that can be produced at the level of the mind skill. I consider it tricks. Wait, we can call it mind tricks. At the level of mind skill. Jedi mind trick. Yes. A lot of those things, actually, when you build the Qi, they kind of do that anyway. They, those skills kind of get produced. Oh yeah, in a much more tangible and like substantial version, which doesn't require such a narrow set of conditions and no glass ceiling. Yeah, it goes much much further. Mm. Yeah. Like definitely when you build chi, I mean, it certainly grips and pulls the silk to a higher degree. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, it's uh, like pulling the silk, or if you want, or, or opening the body at the beginning has to be done manually, really. Like you have to actually pull the body open, yeah. right? Yeah. But then once the chi builds to a certain level, not the same, right? You just well, release it, and the chi builds it, all the mechanism pulling for yeah. you. Well, that's really what proper internal is, the, the chi doing it, doing sure. the work, right? Yes. At least that's how I define it. How long do you think it takes then for for mm. majority of people? Mm. <laughs> I can't answer that. I, I don't believe in any equality among beings. Like, I mean, mm. people are not the same. Yeah. Never. Quickly. Two years, ten years. I mean, no. In in the past, I'd have disagreed with you on the never, but I've been. No, there's plenty of nevers. I, I've been, I've been <laughs> uh, disproved on yeah. that. Some people will struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the causative factor for the ones that I found that can't even step into the door building the chi is simply that they can't switch off the thought forms. They can't. So they can place their mind into a location, but there's something that prevents them from just shutting up in the head it just can't happen no shamatha yeah completely. no no calm yeah it's the same people that complain about everything that's what i've noticed well they're just always yeah stimulated yeah. by the outer so i've had people come to the school and it'll be i don't want to say just the bali school that i'm running or pointing out here like that's tokyo totally different place couldn't run a school here couldn't afford it but <laughs> bali or somewhere like that or or in the swedish school or the european school and it, it's almost always the same people that come in and are like oh weather's not very nice or the you know doors rusty not, or whatever do you know what i mean like it's a weird example but just the constant complaints or it's a bit cramped in here or yeah and they're picking minor 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 things minor minor things the same people i find who can't even build the chi right and i think there's a justice there I mean, I, my, if I had to say what it was, just yes. off the top of my head, I'd say it's uh, neurotics. Karen can't build chi? No. Yeah. 
It's always, stop being so neurotic, just stop. That's the first thing, is stop being neurotic. <laughs> and, and neurosis is epidemic. I mean, it's everywhere. Sure. So it's, there's a lot of people that can't. It ultimately doesn't mean they can never, but at least in their current formation, they're going to have real trouble. So that comes back to body matters, mind matters too. You have to correct the mind and body. That's the sort of preliminary work, right, which takes years, I guess. So years. Yeah, filling with chi is not a particularly fast process. No. no, even once you've got the foot in the door, it's quite a tricky thing. Well, let's say it takes a couple of years to get your body right. Yep. I mean, it's different if you're young and you're not hurt, but if you've had a life and stuff. Yes. And, you know, most people these days, everyone like all hunched over the phone and stuff, that's going to be a whole other problem. And then you've got no attention span because you always watch social media and... Anime. Yeah. Well, then you have no jing either. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, disgusted. So, so you're, you're you're screwed basically. Yeah. So it takes years just to correct your normal being, mm -hmm. right? To correct the mind and body to make it even okay to start trying to practice, and then you have to learn how to access the chi once you've got the tools. So building the tools is years. Yes. Learn how to access it. It doesn't take that long if you have the tools, honestly. Mm -hmm. But then from then, then the time begins, and it takes a long time. Yeah. And then when do you say there is some? I mean, it's endless as far as I can tell, so yeah, it's a long time. I guess I, I, my definition of when there's some is when it starts to grip everything, right. like when it is dense enough to interact with the physical body to a certain extent. That would be the start of it. I don't sure. know if you would view it the same. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, why not? That's as good as any other I think it's because line. you have some kind of physical feedback, yeah. and if you don't yeah. have that feedback, well, I would say, Yeah, I would say it's when there's, I would just say, show me. Right, okay. When you can show me, then you mm -hmm. have some. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not just a perception in your own mind, in other words. Something tangible, mm. which means physical. So if, if, if the, uh, the building of the chi really is the key, th this, is, uh, this is where it almost becomes difficult then to ascertain exactly what the causative exercise is that builds the chi, right? I don't think that's one particular exercise. It's the quality exactly of your consciousness and body interaction yeah so it was something i realized that jam jong doesn't build chi but form doesn't build chi but if your absorption is good then jam jong builds chi and form builds yeah, chi. exactly that although absorbing into jam jong is definitely easier than the form because you're not moving i mean the way i teach it the standard at least for quite a long time they build chi doing the standing Right, okay, yeah, yeah, same same process. I mean, good luck doing it moving if you can't do it standing. Very, very difficult. So you can, yeah. you can I see also an exact correlation with people that don't think standing is extremely important. They have no G development. Yes. I mean, there's no chance. Maybe if you're super gifted or something, it could happen. Yes. Or, you know, I, mean, I guess it could happen, but I or haven't seen it happen. Or sometimes the other way that, that something like Zhang or standing or, or Dingsha is a... Uh, turned into such it's like it's gone down a weird route so it's all now about very very exact alignments like tiny little adjustments mm -hmm. for the sake of it and i've seen people turning jam jong into like you know rulers up on your back i've seen people right, right. doing and protractors to get the angles right and and i sometimes think actually that your posture can be slightly off but if your absorption is really good oh, that's then true still produce the chi right definitely yeah yeah definitely 100 percent. Mm. but for tai chi the structure and stuff is it's more, a bit more important mm -hmm. uh so you become deeply song, not so the structure makes power. That's a massive misunderstanding, right? Yes. 
the structure is important so you can release deeply. And if the flesh is released, it's easier for the consciousness to absorb in. It's very difficult to absorb into uh, flesh that's kind of in a uh, seizure all the time. Yeah, like the very layers difficult. are all bound up, right? Yeah, right. You can't. Like that's when you injure yourself and it's all swollen. Like you can't get your mind in there. It's a dull sure. feeling. Yeah. When it gets all open from some massage and stuff and the mind can get in, uh, that you can absorb. Yeah, sure. So I think the song's extremely important. And it brings you back to, to that idea in. of the chi being a, an actual substance. Because you can't get in. Totally. If, if, it wasn't, if it's not a substance, you don't need the space for it to form into anyway, right? That's for it. it to, to, to build up. That's why I always say song and ping, because you know mm -hmm. it's open and then you can absorb the consciousness in, the knowing in, mm -hmm. and that's what builds it, those two. So I thought song and ping, uh, particularly uh, if you're not familiar, the release process essentially, and uh, listening. Yeah, which I don't could, like the word listening, but yeah. You, well, you could define it as thing as stabilization of awareness into the into an object mm. or into the body, right? Yeah. Uh, I think they choose the word listening because it's a passive sense faculty as opposed to looking, right? Right. Because you wouldn't say smelling, you wouldn't say tasting. Feeling is a deceptive one sometimes. I mean, it, it, it's closer, but it's it's way more dangerous. Listening is quite a good one. Yeah. It's not many times you put your mind aside and you hear auditory hallucinations or something. <laughs> that would normally need you need a trip to a certain hospital. But visual stuff is easy to accidentally pre-produced, right? Like you yeah, look and, and I think the thing with listening is it's like, oh, what did you say? Right, okay. Yeah. There, there's a carefulness. You have to pay attention to hear something. Yes. You don't have to pay attention to see something in the same way. And it would be strange if they use the word smelling. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pay, deeply paying attention, really. It's mm. attention absorbing in. Sure. Right? So if you got, the, uh, I thought those two phrases like song and ting were, because uh, I, the teachers I had when I was younger, those were very important phrases. Them, I thought they were universal across Taiji. Like yeah. I didn't know until recent times. There's actually a disagreement, and some people believe that song and ting is incorrect for Taiji. Oh, it's a strange world. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a movement towards it. There's a whole movement towards it. I can understand the movement in Taiji of not they're not being chi. I understand it. I get it. Yeah, if you haven't experienced it, it seems pretty out there. Yeah, I don't agree, but I understand. But the, the the lack of release and absorption, I don't understand where that mindset comes from because that's the basis of. It's the base of the art. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's the base of most internal work, not just Tai Chi. Song might be more important in Tai Chi than some other internal arts, but at least to get the access in, you'd need some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, <clears throat> if you have a... Sorry, apologies if I sound a little throaty. It's the first time I've been in a cold climate for yeah, me too. a long time. Years in the tropics, <laughs> and thrown into the bitter cold and wind, and yeah. trampling around hours a day outside. Yeah, it's really tough. <laughs> what is the thing you have to wrap around your neck to stay warm? Yeah, it's so it, with the the sort of uh, back to that thing of this idea of the fist and, and channel one, really, or zena one, at least they would say, brings us into this idea of the song and the ting, the stabilization of the mind into a body that's released and open enough to receive it. This would then bring us to a state that is akin to or closer to a meditative mm -hmm. state. And then I wonder, it'd be interesting maybe for people to hear your perspective of how that connects to this idea of what Taiji is. You know, like mm -hmm. some people would understand what Taiji as a, I don't want to say a philosophical concept, like an embodied manifest yeah, like, philosophical yeah, concept. Right, right. How is this related in your opinion to <coughs> okay. Chan, Zen, stillness, meditation? Well, I think, I think 
you know, people usually talk about Tai Chi as yin and yang, mm -hmm. or yin yang. I think Tai Chi is within Wuji and potential for yin yang. Sure. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I, I don't know, like, the cosmology or whatever. That's okay. But yeah, something like that. Yes. That's my experience of what it is. So within the empty, emptiness of absorption, mm -hmm. there's the potential for yin yang. So to me, what Chung Ding is, is that... Chung Ding meaning a centralized equilibrium, yeah, by the way. Yeah. For people so the, the, uh, the, saint, the quality of the saint, I often call it, mm -hmm. which is the empty, pure stillness inside, maintained, while the chi mobilizes around. Sure. Okay. And yes. The, yeah. And the, the, the chi mobilizing around creates the yin yang chi differentials, and all at the same time as always maintaining jung ding. I think that's what tai chi is. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is very difficult to do. <laughs> it's, yes. a, it's an understatement. It's very, very difficult. It's very difficult. I think it's one of the hardest things, maybe not the hardest things you can do energetically, but definitely one of the hardest things you can do at the level of your mind that is manifest on the level of the body. Right. It, it's definitely not easy. It's very, very tricky. Yeah, very, very hard. Even the, the small glimpses I've had of periods of Taiji, if you know what I mean, are, are so difficult to stabilize or to sustain under full pressure or... I mean, even not under, just to sustain. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when moving. Yeah. Especially when moving. Yeah, it's a big deal. Mm. I can see at that stage how, how Taiji and meditation or, or come together. Well, like, that, I mean, you are yeah. in absorption. Yes. That becomes the object of absorption. Mm. You're absorbed into Tai Chi. And then it, you, know, you embody it. I guess that's what it is. So how could you do that without meditation? Uh, <laughs> how could you do it without? I, I don't I mean, even more basic, I don't even understand. I don't understand how people manage Tai Chi without standing, to be honest. Yeah, well, like I mean, static work first, yeah. and uh, not even particularly just meditation, but static words first. But I know that some, like even the... The Huang lineage, like people are saying these days, I, I when I, I studied with uh, Chen Manqing and then Quang Xin Shan style, it was static practices were in it, and I only found out later with people that I guess are closer to the source, mm -hmm. I suppose, that uh, Huang Xin Shan didn't have supposedly reportedly said I've, don't do any static. Yeah, I've heard that too. But uh, the the first standing set that I teach in my system, yes, is from Huang. Yes, but and according to that particular line. The people who taught me told me it was Huang's standing yeah. that I was learning. Yeah. Yes. And um, so he, in the end, he stopped doing it. Is that what it was? Was yeah. it sort of developmental yeah. stages within his that's my, teaching? That's my very, my understanding from people that were there. Right. Okay. Right. So in the end, he stopped. But you know, you move beyond things. Yes. Brings us back to that thing we were talking about before about like the, the teachers teaching where they're at rather than where people need to be. And I don't That's, really understand really why common. that happens. It's a problem, but it, yeah, I don't know why they do it, but it seems to be how they do it. If I went to my teacher and he just got me to do what he was, <laughs> yeah, way on earth. Yeah, that's going to help a lot. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do, would not be able to do what he's no. doing. I have to do many, many things to even come close to understanding what he's doing. Yeah. And I think, uh, in my opinion, characteristic of a, a good teacher. Sure. Is that they? They show you how they got there. 
Yeah, okay. And maybe they adjust it because they made errors along the way, sure. But mm -hmm. it's not just, this is what I'm doing now. And the characteristic of a good student is they want that. And the characteristic yeah. of an immature student is they're like, but what are you doing? Yeah, sure. That's not how you do it. And often leads to the paranoia of people thinking that you're holding something back or something like Which that. Which is the opposite. If you want them to not learn, you tell them what you're doing. Yeah, They'll sure. never get anything, right? Mm -hmm. If you want them to get good, you show the steps, the ladder, the climb up. So I think for whatever reason, cultural maybe, it's really common that uh, they just try to tell them people what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I... It's like Schwarzenegger, like it'd be vegetarian. It's like you built your whole life on eating like two chickens per meal, Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger is vegetarian? Well, probably not. I'm sure it's a lie, but that's the oh, right. sort of, um, you know, what he says. Right, okay. Like, like vegan athlete, but yeah, was already a meat eater for yeah, 20 exactly. years or something. It's right, a load. Okay. It's a load. Yeah, sure. So, you know, don't stand. I stood for 30 years. I got my skill, and now I say, you know, don't stand anymore. Yeah, totally. Don't do external arts because it will clash with internal arts, and you often find out they did external arts for 20 years before. Yeah, they already. They the, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. The body was developed. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think we'll leave it there. It's quite a good clarification sure. on those points. I just wanted to pull those things out of you that conversations we've been having because uh, I think they're interesting people. I also know that uh, I uh, no criticism of you, Adam, but you 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 say these things in your writings anyway. But I, they're very pithy, and sure. I'd like to. Yeah, I mean, out. even when the camera's on, it's a bit hard to get it out. You know, when we're hanging out and chatting, it's a bit easier. But sure, because I, I see people. Um, write responses under your writings, which are very useful writings. It's very helpful to the Tai Chi world, I think. Um, and they, they don't understand. I'm sorry, but often they don't understand. But They've misunderstood what you're writing. It's so direct and clear. How could it be any more clear? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like, the, I think for these kind of subjects in uh, these arts, there has to be a certain degree of understanding before. Like, you know, the comprehension yeah. has to be at a certain level. You know what I think it is? It's the person that sees the rusty hinge on the Yes. door that you described yep. and like the busy mind wants so much yeah okay yeah yes but when you're a bit more still and you just you know the the essential point boom okay got it and i tell you what culture would help with that <laughs> japanese i have to say after being here for a it's week true. it's a very um i you know like obviously zen and minimal like the you know this is definitely not my podcast studio is it no no you know like minimalist and and everything and uh one thing I've come to understand after being here, even for this short week, is how it's like it brings people it's a, it's to the, the point, yeah. isn't it? You know, and it's made me realize how much trimmings that I enjoy. You know, like because we go to a restaurant and it has what you need: it has the food, yeah, yeah. it has the yeah. chair, it has the table. It just doesn't have what you don't need, which is atmosphere. <laughs> you know, so that's, Atmosphere is a sin. That's Zen. And that's Japan, <laughs> as far is. as I can make it. It's so true. <laughs> well, thank you very much.